Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, this week we're talking about dry ice, and it's actually been in the news lately. That's right. They've been talking about stepping up dry ice production, in part to help distribute the COVID vaccines, since some of them really need some really cold storage. Exactly. So let's start with what it is and how dry ice is actually made. You know, dry ice is actually just solid carbon dioxide. It's basically the solid state of CO2 gas below negative 109 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 78.5 degrees Celsius. That's really cold. Yeah, it's cold indeed. Uh, and dry ice, also to note, does not occur naturally on Earth. So it's all man-made. Uh, it is also colorless. People tend to use dry ice when they want to keep things cold. Uh, they also have a side effect of having making drinks uh, fizzy. And there are some industrial processes like in winemaking, as well as medical purposes like freezing warts. So how about that fog that you see surrounding dry ice? Is that just CO2? Mm, so carbon dioxide gas that comes off of dry ice is so cold that when it mixes with air, it actually cools the water vapor in the air to fog, which is what looks like a thick white smoke. It is often used in like the theater to create the appearance of fog or smoke. Mm -hmm. And the earliest description of solid carbon dioxide was actually given by a French inventor by the name of Adrien Jean-Pierre Thillorier, uh, who in 1835 opened a pressurized container of liquid carbon dioxide only to find that the cooling produced by the rapid evaporation of the liquid yielded that kind of snowy effect of solid CO2. Well, that reminds me, we should talk about how it's made. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's all man-made, right? So what has to be done is that you have to compress carbon dioxide gas until it liquefies. Now the CO2 gas will liquefy at a pressure of approximately 870 pounds per square inch at room temperature. Next, the pressure is reduced over the liquid carbon dioxide by sending it through an expansion valve into an empty chamber. Then they cool it, and as the temperature drops to that negative 109 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the temperature of frozen CO2, some of that CO2 will freeze into kind of a snow. So this dry ice snow is then compressed together until a large, under a large press to basically form blocks or extrude it into pellets of kind of various sizes for various use cases. Hmm. And we just talked about snow in the previous episode, um, you know, one of these weeks, but uh, dry ice snow and, and dry ice is actually pretty heavy, right? Yeah, indeed. Dry ice is much heavier than traditional ice. Uh, it's actually about double the density. So why is it that dry ice skips the liquid stage and goes directly into, uh, you know, from a solid to a gas? So that's all about the pressure. CO2 cannot exist as a liquid when pressure is below about 5.13 atmospheres. That's, that's, what that means is that's about five times the air pressure found at sea level on Earth. So this is called the, uh, the triple point. And basically, whenever pressure is below a substance's triple point, it will sublimate uh, directly from solid to gas. So sublimation is essentially that skipping the liquid stage, going straight from gas to solid. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it occurs 
when the particles of a solid, you know, they absorb enough energy to completely overcome the force of attraction between them. And most substances can sublimate only at low temperature. Uh, many more can actually sublimate in space. But <clears throat> the atmospheric pressure on Earth is above the triple point for water, but below it for CO2. So compare this to like Mars, where atmospheric pressure is below the triple point of even water. So like CO2 on Earth exists only actually in a solid or gas state. So if dry ice is so cold, why is the fog from dry ice not that cold? So yeah, dry ice is really cold. Uh, and it's so cold that it will turn that moisture, the water vapor in the air into that fog you see. Uh, essentially freezing air into very tiny droplets. I see. Now people talk about it being possible to make fizzy fruit by putting fresh fruit into an airtight container with a towel and dry ice. Um, do you know how that works? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. So as the dry ice sublimates, <clears throat> This raises the pressure inside of the airtight container, uh, and this produces this process forces carbon into the fruit. Actually, much kind of like how a soda maker does with small carbon canisters that attach to the maker itself. Mm. So there's a related uh, kitchen experiment with dry ice, and that is you can actually make metal uh, make a funny sound. They call it like metal screaming uh, when it touches dry ice. Why? Oh, yeah. Why does that work? Yeah, that could be a fun uh, kind of uh, experiment with a, with a five-year-old. Uh, it is worth a try because it is fascinating. The science behind it is basically there's something called Bernoulli's principle. So Bernoulli's principle describes what happens when a gas moves. There is a pressure drop associated with the increase in the speed of a fluid, and the dry ice basically vaporizes into carbon dioxide gas when a comparatively warm metal right, comes in contact with it, creating that kind of change in pressure. So as the metal is pushed up by the evaporated gas and drawn back down by the pressure drop, it will actually vibrate really quickly enough to kind of hear an audible noise. You know, re kind of similar to like reeds and woodwind instruments, like operate under the same principle. So kind of depending on the conductivity of the type of metal, the frequency will be different. And that's what creates that kind of a screaming. Mm. Basically, very quick vibration of the metal. Interesting. That one's worth a try. Um, now, finally, there was an internet trend where people were putting large amounts of dry ice into their swimming pools. Do you hear about that? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you really don't want to do that. Um, I think it was this year, right? In February 2020, three people actually died from suffocation at a party in Moscow when dry ice was added to a swimming pool to try to cool it down. Well, exactly. We should explain why that is. You know, um, while it does create a lot of fog and it seems fun, it's actually really dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So we've already established that dry ice is basically frozen carbon dioxide. Uh, and, you know, what happens when dry ice is thawed, it gives off a huge amount of carbon dioxide gas. And that CO2 gas can indeed cause suffocation. Uh, CO2 is also heavier than air. So we'll kind of like pool up on low spots, uh, for example, the area between the rim of the pool and the surface of the water. So dumping dry ice into a pool would be really dangerous for the swimmers who simply would not have enough oxygen since their head is, you know, just above the water. Um, that's where the carbon dioxide is pooling. But depending on its amount, even people around there could be affected. Even when the concentration is not high enough to cause probably imminent suffocation, it makes breathing much more labored and can accumulate in your blood, increasing your blood's acidity, 
uh, and something called osmotic pressure, which would cause some tissue damage or even elevate your blood pressure. Uh, also, there's, there is the risk of frostbites. You know, <laughs> dry ice needs to be safely held uh, uh, by someone wearing gloves. And it can only be held by a, a regular hand for a very limited amount of time because uh, uh, contact with a uh, wet skin is actually even more damaging. Uh, your tissue basically is soaked and ice crystals form extremely fast and deeper much more easily. So this is what can cause blisters or what some people regard as dry ice burns. I see. Well, we'll definitely keep dry ice out of the pool then. Did you learn something new? We hope you did. If you liked what you heard, send us an email at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. And leave us a review. It'll help more people find this podcast. As always, thank you to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.